Hello, and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. The world is increasingly technological, so we have better get methodical. Bringing precision to critical digital journalism with the singular vision of a modern monocle. Stopping the copyright police from pulling the wool on us. Painting and taking on all the plate to pay to troll. Document the ways that they aim to take control. Scrutinizing through their lies and make them fold. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. The MP3 is dead. <laughs> Never mind that you're listening to this podcast right now, which is distributed as an MP3. Uh, if you've been reading the tech press over the past few weeks, you probably saw more than a few stories actually insisting that the MP3 was dead and buried and gone and nobody with any seriousness would use it again. Uh, except, of course, that's not true. It was never true. Uh, may not be true for probably quite some time. Uh, the reality of what happened appears to be, well, a combination of something having to do with patents uh, and also a, an extremely gullible press uh, that bought into a story about the MP3 being dead. There's a lot of background here, um, and it's not worth fully going into every little bit of it, but the short version is that the MP3 standard, like uh, all too many tech standards these days, has been patented up. And the main holder behind most of the patents related to the MP3 standard is the Fraunhofer Institute. Now, while many people have falsely believed that MP3 is a totally open standard, patents have actually held it back in a lot of ways, which is why if you use a program like Audacity, it does not come with pre-installed, with a pre-installed MP3 codec. Uh, you have to obtain it separately. Now, while most of the patents uh, around MP3s uh, expired in Europe a few years ago. In the US, it is believed, <laughs> it's not entirely clear, but it is believed that the last of the Fraunhofer patents just expired uh, a few weeks back in somewhere in mid to late April. And there's some dispute over whether or not all of the patents have truly expired, but the key ones clearly have. Now, around the same time, Fraunhofer announced that it was ending its licensing program for the MP3 technology and claiming that this was because so-called state-of-the-art media services had all moved on from MP3 to AAC or MPEG-H technologies. Technologies that we should note, Fraunhofer still holds some existing patents around. Fraunhofer somewhat conveniently left out the fact that the real reason it was ending its licensing program was that after its patents expired, it had nothing left to license. And yet the press ran with the, the story that the MP3 was dead and that's why the licensing program was uh, ending in, in entirely missing the uh, issue of patents and just insisting that people were moving on from MP3. And of course, in reality, the MP3 is not dead. It's just free. And that means more people can and almost certainly will do stuff with the technology and they can do so without the fear of a patent shakedown. So Lee Beeden uh, wrote about this whole mess for TechDirt and is joining us today to discuss this along with our usual co-host Dennis Yang. Lee, let's jump in and get to the blame question <laughs> because that's the fun one. Uh, who do we blame for the, this mess? Do we blame Fraunhofer for being misleading or do we blame the gullible tech press for sort of lapping it up? Um, I mean, I, I <laughs> certainly tend to 
you know, I guess I blame the tech press more, but I mean, I say that with understanding. I mean, we've published mistakes before. I've made mistakes in blogging. I'm not, you know, trying to, I I was always reluctant to point fingers. (laughs) Uh, You know, I mean, the first, the first post I saw about it was the Gizmodo post. And Uh that does seem to be the one that a lot of other ones linked to. So it sort of seems like it may have started there. Um, But, you know... I, Fraunhofer, <laughs> you know, they were misleading, or I, I mean, like I, like, as I called it in my post, they lied by omitting the reality right. of what was going on. I mean, right? they completely left it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really made it sound like, you know, hey, we're moving on because there's this much better technology, and everyone who is state of the art has, you know, has moved away from this sort of crappy MP3 technology, and they left out entirely the whole patent situation. But and and sure, like you know. We understand, you know, being press, sometimes you get things wrong. But what was incredible was just how many stories just picked up on this. And like the MP3 is dead. It's just like such an easy title that showed up, you know, in like probably a dozen places, you know, within days. Yeah. And was was this something that like they were, were they trying to get this story out there in, out there in this way? So like, it's unclear because the announcement was actually like towards the end of April. And it right. took a couple of weeks for all these blog posts to start appearing. I'm not entirely sure what sparked the sudden explosion of blog posts, but I, I get the impression that they didn't actually make much effort to get this announcement out there. You know, but, no, I, yeah, I don't think they wanted to know. In fact, I, I had but like seen... some someone like saw this news and thought it was a story. Is that? I mean, it's a story. Like the intro, the funny thing about it is that all of the open source blogs and everything in the world of open source software and Linux mm-hmm. and all of that, they've all been writing about this for weeks and years because yeah. they've been paying attention to when the patents are going to expire. And, and, and all their headlines were like, MP3 is finally free and the patents are dead. <laughs> and then all the M- the headlines in the sort of broader, more general tech blogosphere was uh, MP3s are dead. Yeah. And, and to be clear, like we had even thought about, or, or I personally had thought about writing it. I had seen a few posts about it towards the end of April. I, I think, in fact, our, our other na- uh, absent co-host, <laughs> Hirsch Reddy, who's not here today, uh, he had posted on Facebook uh, on the day that supposedly the last Fraunhofer patent had expired and said, you know, he put up a, a Facebook post saying, hey, look, you know, the, 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 the MP3 patents or pa- MP3s are finally free. And, and I had used that and I had gone to the link and I thought about writing up a story on it and then like like everything I always see too many things that I never get around to actually writing I may still have it open in the tab somewhere as I'm known to do but but um, yeah it's weird that just like you know it didn't get much attention at all until a few weeks later when suddenly like everyone's claiming that the mp3 is just dead and I really yeah I mean I do think a lot of it Somehow, I mean, I don't know that the Gizmodo post was the first, but a whole lot of other ones did seem to link to it. And weirdly, like what they linked to it for was them including that other study that I'll yeah, probably... Yeah, so talk, talk com- about the study. Okay, yeah. I was about to say I'll probably complain about it later, but I can complain about it now if you want. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Because I think it's it's actually, a, it's an important part of this this story. So right. Well, and I mean, I totally get how it happens, right? So, you, so you're writing your post on the MP3 is dead, and you think, okay, well, I need a yep. couple other sources to put something interesting in here. Well, you know, what are some, what, what are some studies about... Uh, the new formats being better. And so you Google that and then you find this study that was like around a bunch when it came out. I remember when that happened vaguely, at least, I mean, it wasn't huge news, but it was around. And the idea of this study is that MP3s somehow strip the emotion out of music or they make you, they make people more likely to perceive negative emotional characteristics in the music than positive ones. 
Um, right. And now, I mean, there's a bunch. <laughs> I, I like I don't know. You know, as is so often the case, like I've read through some of the paper of the actual study enough to get you know, the feel for what actually happened. And I mean, you know, so I don't know. You know, if that the issue is the study or just the way it was originally reported or the way people take it. I mean, the point of it is, is it was done on twenty undergraduate students at one university. And they played MP3s for them, and they specifically chose a level of MP3 that, um, like, they chose it because it was right on the threshold of where you can start to hear differences in the MP3. Like, it's well below the way people actually listen to music in MP3 format for right. I mean, but I think there, there's there is this sort of feeling or belief out there among many that because MP3 is a compression algorithm, right? It's it's compressing stuff and it's it's lossy. So there are some elements of things that get lost in the sound right. that it loses. You know, there, there are people who will argue. Like your, vinyl, your vinyl heads. And exactly. You know, your audiophiles mm -hmm. who will say basically like, you know, that it, it loses something. And so this report, when it came out, this study came out, got a lot of attention because it sort of seemed to emphasize, emphasize that by, by claiming uh, that, you know, it, it lost its sort of emotional depth. Yeah, um, which is, I mean, you know, it's an interesting idea to explore that, right? Because, like, so, so you know, one of the problems with audio files and that whole world is that when you do blind, true blind tests, then just right. like with you know, most wine experts, people can't actually tell the difference. Right? You're, you're going to get us angry emails <laughs> yeah. well, you know. from people who dispute that. But yes, over and over again in, in blind, as in blind wine tests, uh, blind hearing, blind hearing tests of, of different quality formats, you know, within, within a reasonable bound, um, find that people have uh, a large difficulty in, 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 honestly recognizing yeah but now uh, here's a fair question even though yeah. that they, they can't consciously recognize the difference is there some other difference that they're not reporting that sure. to the way they perceive music i think that's a valid question to ask i mean even when prince said that crazy thing about digital music changing your brain or whatever <laughs> right. um i was like well that's the craziest way you could have possibly put that but hey that's an interesting enough question um but this study doesn't answer that question right like it's a tiny little study on 20 people with very low quality mp3s it would be crazy to draw any huge conclusions from it but you know, you throw it in as a link and then everyone else links to it because they're they're copying your post so they can copy the main point of the post as if they found it themselves. But then if they use the same second source as you, they have to credit you for that. Right. So right. So, so one of the things that you noticed was that a number of these articles that that also claim that the MP3 was dead, then cited this same study as well as evidence, not only that it was dead for whatever mm -hmm. technical reasons and Frauenhofer you know, getting rid of its licensing program that it technically no longer had to license mm -hmm. anyway. Uh, it was also because there was some sort of, you know, proof that MP3s were, you know, emotionally inferior. Yeah. I don't even know. Well, and not only did that. they cite the same study, they they credited that part to, to Gizmodo. Right. Because, right? I mean, on TechDirt, we just credit even the first source to another person if that's where we got it from, because we don't care if people know that. But on other right. blogs, you you know, they credit the second thing that they're copying from someone's article to them. Right. We try and go <laughs> back to the to the original original source. Um, yes. That's that's not what I meant. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, yeah. And they all, you know, none of them said this is conclusive. They all said there's even some research to show, which is sort of a vague way to, you know 
to well, put it to out punt, there. Right. right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's the, saying, but yeah. it's the, but it's the type of thing where it's like, if you talk to anyone who's read these articles, you know, and, and who hasn't really thought about it, but you ask them like, you know, what's going on with MP3, they'll say, Oh, MP3 is dead. And then there was a study that said like, it loses its, you know, you don't get the same emotional feel from them or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I guess it does neatly package up into a, <laughs> a nice little story. If you're, if you don't want to really dig into the real story, or figure and out it's really a great headline, right? I mean, yeah. it's a technology that everybody recognizes and, and has been sort of so key to the internet for basically the past twenty years, right? You know, to well, say the MP3 is dead, that's people are gonna gonna read that. And a lot of articles I mean, the, focus the, on eulogizing it, you know, and talking about all of what it did for the internet and stuff, right? But like, would the other would would the proper article not be as exciting, like? MP3 is free for everyone now. Like I it mean, can be distributed. It d- depends on depends on where you come from. I mean, yeah. for for people like us who are you know interested in in you know uh, open source or, or patent free right. um, stuff, you know things that are are freely available for for others to build off of. Like yeah, that's important. But for the general public, are they going to care? I mean, the general public didn't even know that the MP3 was patented for the most part. Right. I would assume. Though you could say right. this is a good opportunity to. To make more people aware of those issues <laughs> yeah totally sure um, but that's not that's not the kind of thing i mean yeah. gizmodo conceivably might do a story like that but but yeah i mean i like gizmodo know. i mean you know they, yeah um, yeah we should, we should. yeah they just this particular it was a mess unfortunately was a mess and yeah, unfortunately and, and, it got picked up more than maybe they even expected it to and, and i'm sure it wasn't they yeah. weren't the only source for because this it either. sounds good i mean Reports of something's death is much more exciting than reports of something's, um, I don't know, freely available for distribution <laughs> now. I mean, yes. so, like, what bothers me about the mistake, like, it's not that, so, yeah, I mean, anyone could see this news, and I'm not expecting, you know, not everyone has to understand the situation with patents and, or even, you know, the general idea of that stuff. But when you see the news, like, oh, they've terminated the licensing program on MP3s, like, doesn't that make you suddenly have a bunch of questions? Like, if you know nothing about it and think like, wait, what does that mean? Have all MP3s been licensed up until now? How does that work? What is, you know, I would feel, and also there's the fact that if anyone who copied the Gizmodo story had scrolled down to the comments, they would have seen immediately 10 comments pointing out what really happened. Nobody reads Nobody the reads, comments cause, on the cause For some reason, bloggers still think it's totally legitimate to have a policy of not reading their comments, which I don't understand. Yes. But. but, I mean, yeah. But other reporters certainly are not no. going to read the comments. Well, either. I did. And, yes, well, we're, we're different, yeah. <laughs> Lee. We're, I mean, what, what I want to know is, like, if had kind of Fraunhofer left that licensing program running, like, how much money... Would they have continued yeah, to generate? Do, I wondered that too. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. why not? Like, let's just, leave, just let's just leave it running. Like, if it's just making money, like it's the happy ah. birthday. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, there are issues around that, and and there are risks, and people have tried to do that in the past, and I don't, I don't require that the specific stories, but sure, yeah. Like, and you're allowed there, to license a, a a patented product that has expired. There's nothing wrong with that now. Uh, right. yeah, there are things wrong oh, with okay, that. And you can, you can get in trouble with that. And there have been, there have been cases where people have, have fought over that. And, and there, there used to be, well, there used to be cases where if you, um, and, and I forget, I'm pretty sure the law changed on this. It used to be, if you discovered someone who was still advertising an expired patent, um, the law was that anyone could sue them. Um, cool. And and you could get money, and you basically had a. I forget the details, so so, I 
I, I may be wrong on the specific details, but like you could split the award. Like basically, the government would get half of whatever money you you would get, and you yeah. uh, and whoever brought the suit would get the other half. And so like there was actually sort of a thriving business in people who would just go around searching for companies that were falsely asserting expired patents hmm. uh, and suing. And there were some some fairly famous cases, like and the whistleblower. Uh, well, I mean, some people argue they were sort of reverse trolls, um, yeah. you know, because it was it was you could argue it was slightly questionable. But then at the same time, it's like questionable for somebody to be licensing expired patents as well. Um, so, you know, there's there were there were a bunch of different issues there. And, and I forget. I know that was like part of one of the patent reform bills was to close that loophole. And I think it happened. But I, I honestly don't remember. Um, the specifics there is like mp3s are in a weird situation sort of too because although they're under patent and commercial software does license to use it like also what everyone uses or almost everyone is the the lgpl licensed lame encoder which is sort of like a loophole thing where i mean yeah yeah. so can you explain that I, i mean i'm not the expert in this so if you know some people who are really know a lot about the history of open source correct me i won't be too surprised but basically like lame mp3 encoding is some someone else built it based on the example code i believe of the patented mp3 encoder and now it's fully on its own code but um it's distributed only as source code officially for educational purposes under right. an LGPL license, which that's the the limited GPL where it can still be put into non-GPL software. Um, right. And and so like so it's so for theoretically pe- only di- distributed as source code, though you can get binaries of it everywhere. Like I think that's you know that's what you download when you get Audacity and it doesn't have MP3 encoding capabilities. Then you go download the lame encoder, and that's what right you. Yeah. you- you go to a, a separate web page, you download the lame encoder, and you just point Audacity to it, and then suddenly, voila, you can make MP3s with Audacity. Yeah. Um, and it's this sort of weird, complicated process. Now, do you know anything more about the questions that some people have about whether or not all the patents have really expired? Uh, I mean, so I, I think that it's pretty clear that, yes, all of the patents that people know exist have expired. <laughs> Right. But there's sort of like I've heard, I've read that there's a high a, a high likelihood that AT and T holds some relevant patents that may not have expired yet or something, but okay. in the you know twenty years or whatever or longer that um, Fraunhofer has been licensing MP3s, nobody else has stepped forward to make any kind of patent claim, right. which is small comfort but um right i mean that's the thing with patents right i mean anyone could come out of anywhere and suddenly claim that you know the patent they got in 2007 or something applies to mp3 technology right i mean that's yeah. just sort of you know we see that well, kind well of, yeah there's that side of it too you know, crap I guess. All, time, all the time as opposed to like a company that was actively engaged in in the the mm-hmm. process of, of you know making the mp3 standard. but i think in that case it even it, it is some because the thing you know the thing that's on the I think it's on the lame website where they have a history of some of it, or it's something they link to mp3-tech.org has some good history on that stuff. But, um, you know, it's just with MPEG is like a huge network of developers, lots of them employed by different companies, all contributing work to it. And there's a crazy patent thicket there. Um, and so it's quite possible that some, like some other companies, that employed researchers working on compression algorithms at the time and contributing to MPEG might hold patents on some of it too, I guess. Right. But like, I I don't know. Yeah. 
it seems like everybody i mean if red hat which you know takes this stuff seriously is deciding already to start distributing fedora with mp3 built in mp3 encoding built right in, and I that's think. and that's one of the things that you pointed out in the post is that you know sort of immediately after this red hat started started including that right yeah though i mean i i can say immediately after this but it's also immediately after the date that everyone had concluded the patents end so whether it was sparked by the announcement i'm not sure but some people seem to take it that way right 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 and and you're speculating that others will do the same as well like audacity will probably build in yeah i haven't looked to see if audacity has announced anything but i would imagine that they would I mean, I guess yeah. maybe smaller open source developers will wait and make sure Red Hat doesn't get sued. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> I, I don't really know how that, I don't know that much about the open source development world, but I could see them maybe holding off for another month or two just to make sure. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm wondering now also, like, so while you have all these press reports claiming that the MP3 is dead and, and you know, the the flip side being that it's actually now you know, freer than ever. I'm kind of curious to see if, if that leads to anything new or interesting, right? I mean, you know, okay, great. You know, Red Hat now releases, you know, Fedora with, with MP3 capabilities built in or Audacity does that. Like, yeah, okay, so what? <laughs> you know, I mean, especially people using those programs already, you know, figure that out for the most part. Um, but like, you know, are there things that, that we think people might do that's much more interesting because they have this ability now? Um. I mean, I don't know, like, you know, MP3 is, it's a compression algorithm that can be improved, right? People can develop, sure. so, I mean, who knows, but I mean, it's not as if that research wasn't happening, even by independent people, you know, it's it's a pretty popular format. So I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, MP3s may still eventually die, right? Like the ideal, sure. the ideal situation is kind of like what Bandcamp does for bands, but you know, the ideal situation for all audio would be we stall it all, store it all in a lossless format and encode it right. as needed for transport, right? Um, right. Yeah, and, and, and to be clear, like, nobody's saying that MP3 is the be-all, end-all perfect format. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's clearly not. I think it was Marco um, Arment's post that said, you know, it's just, it's good enough, and it's so good enough in so many circumstances that it's going to be around for a long time. I mean, I think there's there's two things. One is that, that it's definitely got the, the good enough quality, and I think, honestly, it is, you know, no matter what these sort of studies say. I mean you know, honestly, for, for most people, it's perfectly good, good enough. And, and two, like, whether intentionally or not, like the branding on it, people recognize MP3, you know, they might not know what it stands for. Um, in fact, you know, most people probably don't, but, but um, they know what an MP3 is, right? Yeah, it's not really an elegant acronym. <laughs> but no, no, it's <laughs> but not. It's, it's for, a for a whole bunch of reasons, <laughs> actually. <laughs> yes, yes. But it's, you know, it's it's sort of in the public consciousness. And in fact, people will often refer to non-MP3 files as MP3s just because, you know, it's it's almost become a generic, um, generic term for an audio Yeah, file. M4A definitely doesn't have the same footprint. It's <laughs> no, the OK no. Cola to mp3s um yeah yeah i don't i don't know i mean because the yeah like obviously people who hold patents on aac would like aac to be more popular which is what's used in m4a and and that's what you know it is popular itunes uses it. yeah i mean i right so but that's interesting to me too because like itunes has used aac for a really long time now you know i can't even remember how long it's been but it's been a long time and yet 
you know, people still think of MP3s as as sort of. I mean, if they think yeah. at all, right? I mean, most people most people obviously don't think about the format. They just think of like, do I have the access to the music? And of course, obviously, also, you know, when we're talking about music in particular, so much has moved to streaming as opposed where you you know you never even see what what the file format. I mean, is. to me, iTunes um, is this mysterious thing that apparently is used by a lot of people, but I've never <laughs> haven't met any of them in years. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I was I was a huge iTunes fan until I switched to streaming a, a few years ago. So I mean, so you do you not use iTunes at all anymore, or? Um, no, I mean, after I made the switch to streaming, I don't I don't really use it much anymore. But I, I I think I was one of the last of my friends to to continue to keep and curate and like I have a huge music archive on, you know, on iTunes that I I diligently rated. Right. Um, I did all sorts of things that were crazy, but I'm kind of a musical pack rat. So you're probably like me then that part of it too was iTunes betrayed you as a decent program for actually organizing and navigating your music collection. Cause I heard a lot of people say, yeah, that when, and, when they added, when basically when they added their streaming offering, they destroyed. Yeah. Everything. I felt the same way. So then I was like, so I was like, all right, fine. If you want me to do streaming, I'll, 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 I'll pay for Spotify. Right. <laughs> 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 which is not what they wanted. Yeah, what, what, so. what, did, uh, I, I mean, this goes down a tangent, but what, what did they do? I, Cause I, I vaguely recall stories about people being really pissed off, but I don't remember what they actually did. You know, it's did. one of those things that, I mean, maybe Dennis can explain it. When I try to explain it, I just suddenly sound like I'm really annoyingly nitpicking a bunch of things no one could possibly care about, but just somehow it went from being this really nice experience for organizing a big music collection and playing through it and, yeah. you know, navigating it and whatnot to being infuriating for that same task. Yeah, I mean, basically, imagine like we had I'd spent years like crafting this amazing like stereo system on my phone and on my computer that had access to all of my music perfectly the way I wanted it. And then all of a sudden, one day they took all of that functionality and kind of hid it in like, the back <laughs> of the stereo yeah. and they put this huge store in front of it. And I'm like, what the hell? Uh, I just you just took what I used iTunes for and shoved it in like the back corner it, yeah, it wasn't. Um, and that's super annoying. It wasn't like that they took away really any functions at all. They yeah. just like it, it was, was just a there. brand new interface design that clearly put the way we used it as its absolute last priority. Yeah. Huh. I mean, and I used to. I mean, I used to do like super nerdy things. Like you know, the reason I would rate songs is because I would have you know back in the day when I couldn't fit all my music on my phone. Um, it would be like four and five star songs would automatically be synced to my phone. Uh, a sampling of three star songs would, would be sent to my phone and then, or in my, to my iPod rather, cause this all started in the iPod days. Um, so yeah, like I had like a pretty good reason to rate my music. Uh, and then they just kind of threw all that to the wayside. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I was pretty, I was pretty small. Like people are like, you rate music. I'm like, yeah, I spent a lot of time like making sure that every song had like album art and like all sorts of like genre information and, yeah, I probably spent way too way, way too much time fixing my iTunes metadata. I mean, I definitely made sure the or key organizational metadata as far as albums and year and tracks yeah. was done, but I never did star ratings and insisted on correct genre yeah. ratings and stuff. And then back then, I was always happy that all of my work in metadata would be then resubmitted back to CDDB and used right. by someone right. else, maybe. See, this is why my favorite <laughs> right. of all of the like new music distribution services is Bandcamp. Because 
so many other services you get when you download from them, you actually get surprisingly terrible metadata, like as far as independent distribution services rather than big professional yeah. ones. But Bandcamp forces artists to upload high quality audio files and then enter all of their information in the Bandcamp interface and it encodes the files for them with all the metadata done properly. Whereas SoundCloud, sometimes you download a, even a very professional artist set and you get what you actually get is like final mix v2 dot mp3 or whatever <laughs> right <laughs> and it has no metadata and just like a, their working file name which is i mean kind of neat but is a pain if you're downloading albums and stuff right but you can totally tell how that came about certainly. yeah um but yeah i mean i think you know i mean there there is to some extent i mean now that i'm thinking about this and sort of about this whole story that we're we're sort of talking about today you know there is an argument that i think is a different argument which is that the mp3 is is not dead in terms of technology, um, especially for, for, you know, for lots of things like podcasts, especially, but um, there is a different story, which has been told by people that, that, you know, as a format for music, the MP3 is less and less relevant because so many people are streaming now, yeah. but that's totally unrelated to Fraunhofer yeah. changing. Its and, and for podcasts, it still seems super relevant. Yeah, oh, it's it's completely and yeah. Totally that was in the Mar podcast. in Marco Armand's post as well. I think like the stats on you know it's ninety percent of podcasts and ninety nine percent of the top five hundred or whatever, something like that. Our, our MP3s, MP3s yeah. yeah. I mean, and and you know I I guess there there are a few who use other formats, but why? I mean, I'm not sure. I I understand why people would. It's also point. like I also was thinking about. I mean, there must be a fair amount of audio data at this point that now only exists in mp3 format just i mean yeah, that does sure. happen you know, especially like some things that maybe were restored or someone you know things a random person copied off old stuff they had who knows there's a million ways that we have archived audio in this world there's websites full of old radio shows now i mean yeah in an ideal world we would have all of that archived somewhere as fully lossless um things but it's not you know we're not quite at that point with our digital archiving efforts yet so it's more important that we have all that stuff somewhere in an extremely widely compatible format that anyone can use and will be yeah, for the and, and I, future and i think yeah there, there's you know mp3 may may die at someday but it i would guess that it's very very far in the future it's it's yeah. such a useful i mean people format. have made the gif or jif comparison i only say both because the people in that podcast <laughs> were also arguing about that extensively um people have made that comparison is jif is jif dead well exactly is i mean it, it came out of patent in 2003 i think and uh it was supposed to be Seems replaced to be by the png well. for everything um which it has right. been for a lot of things but especially via yep. animated which take your yeah place. i mean it's funny because 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 GIFs and, and I'm going to stand by the pronunciation. I'm, I'm a GIF as, as well. As, as GIF, as so is no, the I know the guy it, who created it. I, says I know, GIF, I know. So fine. I, and, but there there are other people who are, who really really get. I don't care. About, I but, but I think people indulge yeah. themselves too much in getting angry about those things. Yes. So. <laughs> yes, that's, that's yeah. completely fair. But but I'm just yeah, going go to say it. GIF for the purpose. But but GIF has sort of gotten this new life in terms of for, for animated images, right? I mean, even though you know that's sort of one property of what what a GIF file allows you to do, but now these days it's sort of become synonymous with an, an animated image as opposed to a still image yeah, right. and you know still images are always in other and there formats. is an animated png standard though i'm not sure what the sure. deal with that is if maybe it just doesn't have the widespread browser support or something or if it just i don't know i've never really looked into it because i never had to yeah i, I don't I mean, know if people use it like most people wouldn't actually know um 
because the format is kind of cleaved from the animatedness of the image at this point in our culture. Yeah, but it's 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 just funny to me about how like, you know, I mean, 15, 20 years ago, if you talked about a GIF file, you were talking about just a regular image. But if you yeah, were to just with a different kind of compression as compared to JPEG. Right. That's Whereas cool. if you were to bring up, you know, a GIF image today to, you know, to a kid, yeah. <laughs> to a young no, person, not, not they, a kid. I mean, yeah, I guess. They, they would assume that you're just talking about. An I mean, to be file. fair, early, fairly early on. There were lots of animated GIFs too, but they were all just like the super simple, like two frame ones of a fist punching through the page or whatever. Yeah, and and like I I literally remember the under construction. You could have totally made a full video animated GIF in those days. It just would have taken a million years to load. And well, here's here's really the thing. Slowly. I I one of the very first things I ever did online was in the days prior to GIFs being animated. Uh, I wanted to, to I, I was trying to figure out how to use the web to teach uh, statistics. And I wanted to show an animated image of like a, a distribution and sort of, you know, expanding, mm -hmm. you know, uh, standard deviations, you know, how, how, how far it would expand. And so I actually uh, taught, this is, this is my, my vast programming experience, taught myself in Perl how to program uh, uh, an image replacing you know, to, to create the animation image by image because there was no animation standard right. at the time. I mean, that's... <laughs> and so when the animated GIF came along, I was... Well, I was pissed off that I wasted all those hours figuring out how to program right. that, but also excited. <laughs> it's not wasted. Well, it was pretty That's wasted. funny because, like, <laughs> probably the first thing that I did in web development was, like, figuring out how to make an image icon change on mouse over using the very early <laughs> capabilities of JavaScript, which were almost nothing. Um, right. Because it wasn't just, you know, there wasn't a CSS uh, hover capability yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, no, this, my stuff was no, way before that. Mine but was it was equivalently in new the old CGI when I was days, it yeah. as what that was yes, when you were yes. learning it. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's kind of funny the way these sort of technologies come around. So like you know, and 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 change and do different things. And you could certainly see like MP3s having, you know, not that they're dead, but uh, you know, a separate second life doing other things as well. Um, you know, as stuff goes. So anyway, so so to sum up, MP3 not dead. Tech press. Not <laughs> <dead>. <laughs> well, that's not fair. Uh, you know, tech press went a little crazy. Yes, yeah. and also. Um, studies about mp3s read their actual abstracts at least before you decide yeah. if you believe them <laughs> yeah yeah go go through in a little bit more detail and so you know and it, it happens you know it's one of these stories that sounds good and is too good to check and so or, or too good to sort of dig into really deeply um but um you know we we, we try when we don't make those mistakes and of course we should has any of has any of those publications issued like a correction or nothing? That's a good I, question, Lee. Have I you seen it? I didn't check all of them. Um, I didn't see anything changed on the Gizmodo one or the Atlantic one. I was a little annoyed at the Atlantic for picking that up as I mean, well. Like the Atlantic, like NPR. Yeah. Like there are some like legit like news organizations that are that are pushing yeah. this story. Um, I know that like some people confronted the gizmodo writer about it on twitter and he sort of dug his heels in a little bit once but he didn't really address it much more so i don't know um yeah i mean i i feel like i'm in reading how these news stories are written it, they keep saying mp3 is truly dead comma according to the people who invented it is usually how they say it 
which in which case they it's like plausible sort of, it's like plausible it's deniability sort of like deflecting oh, we, yeah, it's the sort blame. of awkward we didn't, we didn't say because like yeah and some of them say it's largely symbolic or don't worry your files will still work they say all these different things but like but they're missing the huge huge thing that it's not that yeah at all. i mean it's just that's the it's just how could you even say any of those things without it making you go so wait what did actually happen you know <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, I guess the the argument that, that, you know, if you don't really think this through, you probably think it just means that people now are not creating new MP3s that they're focused on, you know, new audio files are being made in yeah. other formats, right? That would be my interpretation. I of think it, that's what some people think is that it either means like you, they think on some degree of like either you can't make new MP3 things anymore because they've terminated the licensing program and how else would you make them? <laughs> or slightly milder, they just think like no one's going to be working on MP3s anymore and now the industry is going to move on. I mean, the, the writer of the Gizmodo piece, he had responded to someone on Twitter saying like, well, now that it's not a standard anymore, the industry's going to move on because they like to stick uh, to standards. And I... Wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait. replied saying... <laughs> it's still a standard. Yeah, I replied saying HTML is an unlicensed standard. Do you think it's about to... The industry's about to move on from that? <laughs> but uh, he didn't respond. That's, so it, that I think some people are interpreting the incredible. end of a patent licensing program as the elimination of a maintained standard, which is not the case. That's just yeah. wrong. That's see, that's bad. I mean, I think you, we can call out Gizmo for that. I mean, come on, that's just bad reporting. I mean, the the other stuff like okay, mistakes are made, but like it's bad I mean, reporting. You should know that <laughs> <laughs> just because they're no longer licensing it, it doesn't mean the standard goes away. Yeah, no, I know that it bothered that, me. Too. That's bad. Um, yeah, <sighs> that's bad. Anyways. <laughs> We can only bitch and complain about this so much before <laughs> before we run out of stuff to complain about. So, um, but it is kind of an interesting story. I mean, I think even just just in sort of watching how that story spread um, and how people just sort of picked up and, and ran with it because it, it seems like a good story and it's got this catchy headline. Um, and you know, it does happen all the time. I mean, declaring something dead. I mean, you can pick out a lot of different technologies where that's happened. I mean, there there was like the web is dead articles from from a while ago, and um, you know it just goes on and on like that. But it's it's such an easy story, and it's almost never actually an accurate depiction of what's happening. And in this case, it's a it's a really inaccurate mm -hmm. picture of what's happening. It's too too bad I, that it. I mean, kind of the did. difference is though, like a lot of those the web is dead stories and stuff. Those you know, th they admitted they were. Hyper expressive hyperbole or whatever, right? They were like, you know, sure, the web is sure. dead because look at this great new thing. This is the end, you know, b before long, we're not going to be using the web. But these, a lot of these stories were very like, the MP3 is now dead <laughs> and like really firmly. Right, because there yeah. was this sort of a official uh, official stamp on the death of, on the death certificate, yeah. I guess, uh, of the MP3. Yeah. By, from the owner of MP3. Right, which is also wrong. But yeah, <laughs> you can you can see how that story came about. Yeah. And that's that's disappointing. So um, this is your lesson in in being a smart, skeptical media consumer. <laughs> when you see a story about something being dead, a technology being dead, go read a detector. Well, <laughs> hey, we get stuff wrong too sometimes, so we can't be too hard on it. But but you know, look look into the details, and 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 try and really understand what they what they are. So I think I think. 
All right. I think this podcast <laughs> is dead. <laughs> I think we've we've covered everything. Unless uh, am I missing anything? You want to? You should you wanna... release an AAC version of this. Just, oh, just, for, uh, just Orbis version because MP3 is dead. Yes. Or Opus. I don't that know. I mean, here, if that. there's if there's been any advantage to this, it's gotten a lot of uh, MP3 press Pro? exposure for other formats. <laughs> yeah. Really. Well, I'm sure we'll hear from from some of our more vocal listeners uh with suggestions on what we should do uh and that's great we always like to hear from people so uh even if you're yelling at us so uh let us know if we should be releasing this podcast in other formats and lee's like no don't say that <laughs> i mean don't each more work to special me. vinyl edition each one doesn't show. take that long to i would switch to aug aug yes. format if it was more widely used right like yeah 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 totally totally yeah me too but Anyways, uh, it's not because the MP3 is still alive yep. and well. And, that is and the now the biggest podcast. reason to switch to AUG over it is kind of gone. So, Right. Well, but, some people yeah, are. The biggest reason for me but, anyway. Right, right. The, yeah. the patent situation. Anyway, so it's, it's still, it's, there's an interesting story on stuff that we like to cover about, you know, technology reporting and also patents and open source stuff. So um, we thought it was a fun story. And Lee, thanks for jumping on the podcast to, to talk about it and thanks for writing about it and uh, everyone who's listening thanks for listening and we'll be back next week bye guys right.